Alrighty, everybody. Good evening, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And what a wild, wild week number 10 was, uh, you know, a history book game between your Minnesota Vikings and uh, and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, one of the craziest finishes that we've seen in a long time. Referee calls uh, impacted and uh, yeah, it just kind of put the punctuation mark on, uh, on a very exciting week number 10 was. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, a Viking game was one of the wildest games. So many ups and downs and twists and turns. Very exciting game as a Viking fan. Uh, the only thing that maybe have equaled that victory was uh, the next night and watching the Washington Commanders upset the Eagles and uh, hang them with their first loss of the year and uh, putting the Vikings in contention that wonderful overall number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, it was big, big game is right uh, for that. And the Vikings, uh, you know, hold, holding steady at the moment with just one loss. Uh, definitely a completely different football team uh, with the with the coaching change. And, uh, pers- you know, looks like a team that's playing uh, playing with a lot of confidence at this point. Uh, despite the fact that they've, they're in all these close games, they are coming out in the top side uh, almost every single week. So uh, definitely a fine start for them. The Eagles look very sluggish on on on, uh, on Monday night. It was just not a, not a pretty performance by them. Uh, Washington played a very gritty game. They looked like the team that wanted that game more. A good game of, of clock management by the Washington Commanders. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how things shake out. Week number 11, so we're running out of regular season games uh, in the fantasy football uh you know, regular season and, uh, you know, teams that are in contention uh, certainly have to start planning for uh, a lot of different things during the playoffs. Uh, we know there's mounting injuries. We saw Cooper Cup go down. We don't know what's going on with quarterbacks such as Kyla Murray. Uh, we have four teams on buys this week, uh, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and Miami. Uh, so yeah, lots, lots of moving parts. And uh, Wiz and I are here to, you know, kind of guide you through that. Uh, in addition, we're going to talk about the Thursday night game, which is Tennessee Titans against the Green Bay Packers. So um, l- let's go right to waivers, Wiz. Uh, you know, we talked about this last week. Uh, I, there may be a league where, where Deshaun Watson is still around on a waiver wire. Uh, I don't think that should be the case at this point in time. He started practicing uh, this week. He's going to be ready to go in week number 13 uh, when the Browns take on his former team, uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, that's a player that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, you know, Colt McCoy looks like one of the most capable backups out there, Wiz. And you know, I don't know how long uh, Kyler Murray is going to be out. Uh, but McCoy, I know he was shaken up in that game, but he had an excellent game. And Jeff Saturday made the wise cho- choice moving away from Elinger. And uh, you know, Matt Ryan came back. The, somehow, the and you called that correctly, the, the Indianapolis Colts found a way to win that football game against the Raiders. And good on Jeff Saturday, just in general. I know there was some criticism of him being made the head coach, but you know what? Uh, you watch his press conference before and after. A humble guy. Uh, he really leaned on, on, on his coaches. He really gave credit to his young offensive coordinator. Uh, and I'm very impressed to see the Colts come away with a win there, Wiz. Yeah, it, re- it really was. And the offensive line looked different. Jonathan Taylor looked like he was uh, in uh, 2021 form. Matt Ryan... Uh, looked looked a lot better. the The entire outfit uh, and and the entire offense uh, in general looked better. And uh, we're going to start off with the you know, potential free agents for Week Eleven waiver wire pickups. And uh, 
At quarterback, Matt Ryan actually uh, leads the way. Uh, I know Daniel Jones, people on bye weeks could have dropped him. Uh, he, he is another quarterback. And uh, I like the surrounding talent on the Washington Commanders. So Taylor Heineke as well as if you're in a, in a real pinch. So I know Matt Ryan is a pretty tough matchup against the Eagles. But uh, those three quarterbacks are the ones that I think could be available in a lot of leagues. Um so those would be my wave wire recommendations if you're in a real jam at quarterback. Uh, well, you know, Connor and I uh, are partners in, in a league, and we've been dealing with Derek Carr's inconsistency in the Raiders, and that's just been very painful. We also have Jared Goff, who we really don't trust uh, when he's not playing at home. Uh, so we're kind of looking at the waiver wire and guys that we're looking at. Yeah, Matt Ryan and Taylor Heineke, two of the names available on the waiver wires. And uh, we have a little bit more confidence about starting those players than, than the guys that we currently have on our roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Carl and that Raiders situation have just imploded. Yeah, they brought the guy to te- They brought the poor guy to tears this week. Yeah, there looks to be something not right there between the coach, Derek Carr, or Derek Carr and some of the players, or the coaches. Just something is not quite right there. It's one of those situations that know you know you're going to hear about down the road. But uh, if you have better options than Derek Carr, uh, you know, or ones that are just as good as him, I would uh, recommend uh, doing that. Yeah, I think where things get more interesting is that running back whiz, and we talked about both Rashad White and Jalen Warren uh, as being uh, ads last week, and they're still not on enough rosters in terms of percentage as far as I can see. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not touching the football field, so if Pacheco or McKinnon are out there, I think that warrants attention as well. Uh, We just saw Khalil Herbert go down, uh, so he's going to be out for a few weeks, so uh, as a result of that, you're going to see... You're definitely going to see Montgomery. He's not going to be on waiver wires, but um, you know th- there is a potential to back him up. I thought a very curious drop by the by the Cardinals was in in cutting Eno Benjamin and <clears throat> Keontae Ingram backs up. Uh, will now back up. I think will be the backup for uh, for uh, Connor, who gets hurt a lot. So you know a, a player that's probably not on any rosters. I guess one more name. You know we mentioned him last week as well. I don't know what to make of the Los Angeles Rams the whole offense, but Kieran Williams did was active last week, caught three balls, had a, had a couple of rushes. Uh, that's what I'm looking at running back with. Yeah, again, I'm going to repeat the same thing I did last week. Out of all of these guys, the one that can be a league winner or can really do something, I think, in these last five, six of the games, of the seven games of the fantasy football season, including the playoffs, is Kieran Williams of the Rams. I just think like he brings a different element and uh, they may give him a real chance. I know they kind of like eased him back. Uh, he got more action last week, uh, looked better than anyone else on the Rams backfield. So he's one. And, uh, um, another, another player who should be rostered, Jalen Warren, uh, and now Najee Harris seems to be a little banged up. So they may give that player a real opportunity and uh, a blast from the past. The Saints signed David Johnson, uh, I think today. And he's no be, way, Wiz, am I going there. Is he going to be backing up uh, Alvin Kamara? But uh, all the guys that we mentioned, again, Kieran Williams is the one guy that if it's available, he's the one guy I think that can really do something out of that group of guys. All right, why don't you take us out at receiver, Wiz? Receiver's a lot of guys. I mean, they're, they're just guys that are dropped and uh, – 
let's start off with the the leader of the pack, pun intended, Christian Watson, um, who has been nothing. He's been playing like Edward Scissorhands, and then he had an explosive game, three touchdowns this past week, and now there's talk that he's going to be the, the focal point of the of the Packers' offense in the passing game. So Christian Watson is clearly the leading receiver. I'm going to assume after week after week and week of tremendous play, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is my um, – you know, we'll break the state guy this past week. Uh, had a big game. He's another guy that just continues to play well. If he's available, Paris Campbell seems to have a much, much better rapport with Matt Ryan. Um, so he's someone that could be available that I think uh, people should go after. And uh, maybe Van Jefferson, Darius Slayton, and Nico Collins are guys that either because they were hurt or by weeks could be available. Those would be my other receivers that I would kind of be looking at this week. Yeah, I like I like Collins. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with Peoples Jones. We've been touting him for a number of weeks. Uh, I can't disagree with you on any of the other ones. Uh, you know, I would have said that most leagues you should have seen Kadarius Tony uh, picked up, but for some reason that actually was only done in 51% of leagues. So he is going to be available in a number of leagues. He'll be a popular choice. He had a big game. We know uh, Juju Smith-Schuster got knocked out of that last game with a concussion. McCall Hardman is still trying to come back from an injury. And, uh, you know, Tony got his chance and uh, he made the most of it, scoring his first NFL touchdown and being a productive part of that offense. Well, if you look at that Kansas City situation, this is coming up to be the perfect storm for Kadarius Tony, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, concussion, unlikely to play. Hardman has an abdomen issue, didn't practice. He may be on the wrong side of questionable. And uh, and and Scaling, Valdez Scaling is also banged up, don't know his status. I mean, you may come into the week where... Kadarius Tony could be a very, very big part of the game plan uh, just a couple of weeks into his signing with Kansas City. Uh, last week was uh, Julio Jones scored a touchdown. Actually, was managed to get through a game without getting hurt. Was on the field for probably the most snaps that we've seen him in that game in Germany. Is that a player that you'd even take a chance on? You'd have to be in, like, a real desperate situation where, like, you know, you, he's capable of a big game, but I think, like, if you're looking for a consistent player, I, I would certainly prefer some of those other guys. I mean, like, um, clearly Watson and Tony, if they're available. But uh, Julio Jones played well. I, I just can't trust a player to stay on the field. Yeah, I, I agree. Very, 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 just not a guy, you know, the last couple of years showing the frailties and the wear and tear of a, a very long and successful career. But uh much more challenging uh, as he's aged. Uh, tight end, very interesting, Wiz, of course. Uh, Zach Ertz out for the year now, so that opens up opportunities for other players. Dallas Goddard got put on IR, uh, so he's out for the next four weeks. So you have two, two tight ends uh, that had been type, t- uh, top 10 tight ends out of the mix, which makes tight end uh, a focal point probably for a lot of owners this week. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's some real opportunities. I think Trey McBride, um, I, you know, just the, the number one tight end uh, coming out of college football last year in the draft. Now we'll get a chance. Uh, if you haven't been a believer in Foster Moreau, uh, I think it's time that you know you go after him if you need a tight end. Cole Komet has a real connection, especially in the red zone. Um, 
so he's he's a player that you should look at. And Heaton Hurst may be just another guy that was dropped because they're on a bye week. So uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities uh, at the tight end position uh, this upcoming week. You know, I laugh about Foster Moreau, Wiz, because you and I actually talked about this before the season started, actually. And we thought a strategy is if you own Darren Waller, you back him up with Foster Moreau, as we thought of him as being, you know, first off, going to be on the field a lot anyway in, in 12 personnel, but we felt he was one of the better backups. And uh, I don't know if people listened to that advice or not, but we, we definitively talked about that beforehand. So uh, he, he's shown the ability to kind of be involved in this offense that does not have a lot of pass catchers right now, especially with those injuries to both Waller and Hunter Renfro. So I'd add two other guys to the mix. Uh, I don't know what the Saints are doing on offense because – the last couple of weeks, uh, we've kind of gone sil- silent on Taysom Hill. Uh, but Juwan Johnson uh, has continued to produce. He's really more of a re- wide receiver than a tight end. But uh, that's a player that I'd give a look at. The last time that the Jets played against the Patriots, the Patriots normally very good against the tight end. But Tyler Conklin was had a monster game against them. And I, I saw he's available in like 85% of leagues uh, as the Jets are coming off of a bye week. Uh, if you think he can kind of replicate that performance from a couple of weeks ago, uh, that may be a player worth looking at as well. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's no question about it. Yeah, another player coming off a, a bye week uh, that, you know, is, is just a, a player that that Zach Wilson really has a lot of confidence in and wants to throw the ball to. So, yeah, the, all of those guys just, you know, goes to what we've been saying since the spring. When you look at the tight end position, I mean, honestly, if you don't get – Kelsey or Andrews and can't take them in a snake draft or pay up for them in an auction draft. It's kind of a position, you know, to feel okay about because I think some of these guys that were listed somewhere between 15 and 20 before the season started um, easily could start moving into that between six and 10 rank at the position for the year. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, all right. So uh, hopefully that helps people out. That's, uh, that's the waiver wire for the week. Let's tackle this, uh, Game on Thursday night, Wiz, which uh, for the first time all year, we saw Aaron Rodgers with a smile on his face on the football field. Kind of hard to believe Uh, that was the case in that big win against the Cowboys. Uh, In comes the first place uh, Tennessee Titans uh, from the AFC South. Uh, Tannehill back. Obviously, we know uh, what Derek uh, Derek Henry brings to a football game. Uh, The line is three and a half. The Packers are favored at home. 41 is the over-under. And I ask you, Wiz, because I actually have a view on this game this week, uh, what are you figuring this is going to turn into on Thursday night? Yeah, is your view a side or another over? Yeah, I have a side this week. I have a side. Yep, I do. Yeah, I don't really have a strong strong view on the game uh, in general, but I'd like to hear, you know, considering that you do, um, as a Thursday night game, which, as we know, uh, has has been pretty unpredictable. Uh, but the only thing that's been predictable is the teams uh, have been kind of boring and low scoring uh, for most of these Thursday games. So I'm interested in hearing what your view is. Yeah, so I, this game is going to be dictated by which backfield dominates. That's, that's the way I'm looking at the game. I, I don't like the injuries that have piled up. The Packer defense has, has struggled. Uh, we saw Pollard have a very big game uh, the other night uh, against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers did did pull this game out with some from late game heroics. Obviously, Christian Watson and and uh, and uh, 
Aaron Rodgers connecting. I just don't think, though, that the, the Tennessee Titans have enough of the horses to kind of stay with the Packers, even though the Packer offense has been maligned. I think they've started using those running backs a lot. I think you're going to see these running backs used excessively in this in this game. I absolutely love the Packers laying three and a half, three and a half points at home against the Titans, Wiz. Yeah, I was leaning that way. I mean, I don't have a strong opinion as you, but I, w- I was leaning that way. Uh, I think Green Bay may have found something uh, with their offense, and I don't know. I just don't trust Tannehill. Uh, and I, and I, you know my view on the Titans. I really think they're one of the most overrated, if not the most overrated team in football. So I'll probably join you uh, laying the three and a half is on Green Bay. Um, I didn't really have a strong opinion, certainly not as strong as your view is on the game, but uh, I, w- I was leaning that way just because I just have this view on the Titans that they're um, they're just an overrated football team. Yeah, and I agree. I think, look, I think Mike Vrabel's an excellent football coach. He gets the most out of his team. There's no question about that. This team has not played as well as they have in the past against the rush. Uh, I, I think the Packers have kind of had a wake-up call here, and maybe Aaron Rodgers is actually part of it. If you remember that exchange on the sideline, Aaron Rodgers was imploring Matt LaFleur to run the football. I mean, he, he knows what he has in that secondary. Uh, you know, if we look at three of the last four games, Aaron Rodgers, uh, sorry, Aaron Jones has had three out of those last four games, just very, very big performances. Uh, and I think you're going to see both of these players very, very active in this football game. So I, I think that's, that's the direction I see this game going. You know, it's interesting you, you talk about the backfield, which backfield could get the better of the other team. Um, and, but my question to you is when you're analyzing the game, right, when Kansas City played the Titans, um, they could get nothing going in the running game, and it didn't really matter Kansas City. I mean, the game ended up being a great game uh, in overtime, but Kansas City could get nothing going on the ground, and it was basically Mahomes throwing the ball. Do you see that Green Bay's – will be able to run the ball against that defense, which has been pretty good against the run and susceptible in the past. So my question is, do you think Dylan and Jones will be able to run the ball as well? I I think they'll be able to run the ball, but the funny thing is, when we get to the prop bets, my two prop bets for this game uh, both involve those players receiving. Dylan and, and Jones. That's correct, yep. Okay, yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, that yeah, when I look at the game, I, I just think that's the way you attack the Titans uh, is, you know, a passing game, and they really kind of play that shell defense where they want to rush with their four and then play a shell defense when they're not giving up big stuff, but it lends itself to those underneath passes, so I think you're on the right track with your prop plays. You know, it's funny. I, I took a look to see if they had receptions for Robert Tanyan in this game. It's not listed yet. I want to see if it comes out. If it's somewhere, if it's sitting at two and a half uh, or three, three and a half, I, I actually might attack it, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about prop bets in a minute. But, I, but like I said, I love, I, love the, I love the Green Bay Packers this, uh, this week on Thursday night, and I think they're going to use these two running backs. You'll see them on the field together a lot. Obviously, it's Thursday night, so you also have to bounce back. So you'll, you'll probably see more touches coming from A.J. Dillon this week as a result. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. So are you going to talk about those prop plays? Or? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm waiting to see Tanyan receptions. Like I said, if it's two and a half, I'm definitely attacking it. If it's three and a half, I'll, I'll give it a notion, but it's not out yet. Uh, but the receiving yards is where I'm most intrigued. I, I'm just shocked at where it is. 23 and a half for Aaron Jones and eight and a half for A.J. Dillon. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I, I love both of those, Wiz. 
Right. Are you, you going to do a double dip or are you going to go roll the reception then over yards? I'm, 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 gonna, I'm just going to do a double dip on both of those guys. Uh, and last week, by the way, yeah. I should say, uh, actually, I think I've hit five weeks in a row on my, my play of the week. Uh, last week, if you remember, was a double dip on Christian uh, Kirk, who Kirk, yeah. a- absolutely went off in that football game. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a, a two, two times play uh, on both of these guys to exceed the overs in their rushing and their receiving yards. Yeah. And I split with uh, Brady passing yards and touchdowns, but uh, I predicted that Jonathan Taylor was going to return to form. And I loved his over and uh, he had his uh, best game of the year. So we've been doing well with uh, the prop plays and uh, we'll continue to do that. And uh, good luck with uh, your picks tomorrow as well. Yeah, we'll do is uh, any, any, any last thoughts here as we head into week number 11. No, I just think, you know, um, you know, at this point in the season, you're in two situations, right? You're either scrambling to make the playoffs and you're in a, a week-to-week situation. Or if you have a grasp and you're feeling good about your playoff chances, you're kind of now starting to look into weeks 15, 16, and 17. And uh, I think that's the approach that you got to take at this point of the year. Yep, no question, Wiz. All right, so Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Great job as always, Wiz. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow night, and uh, good luck in all your waiver wire action. And uh, we will talk later in the week uh, to tackle all the rest of the action for week number 11. You got it.